I am recording. Re- yeah, oh. that's a that's a reference I don't get, but that Ryan does get. What? Recording. Recording. And I See, don't get any of the references. Th- I mean, that's, we podcasts. all have our own. We all have our own inside jokes. Like I can say I'm done, and you guys wouldn't know what that means. But Austin <laughs> yeah. would. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I, I know what that means. <laughs> This is weird. Uh, we need to have a therapy session after this, Jack. Just why? Why <laughs> do we need a therapy session? The, I'll I'll bring because your roommates not. And I'll go. We're two. We're two flammable fans of Beyond Gilead. And, oh no! Or I'll say we're Too three soon. flammable. I'll that say that really feels like foreshadowing of the way I go out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flammable, but I've only heard three episodes of Down Gilead Lane. Yeah, yeah. Just say that fast. Yeah. What if I give it to Jack? Hey, Jack, can you write this down? Uh, depends. Or All type of this down. the lights are off, so bringing up a notepad. Okay. What am I writing down? And today we're reviewing... Okay. S-11. S-11. Christmas Heirlooms. Christmas Heirlooms. By John Fornoff. By John... Can you spell that? J-O-H-N Fornoff. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> F-O-R. Ryan, can you spell that for me? F-O-R-N-O-F-N-O-F-F-B-E-E-B-E-E. Actually, no, Austin. I said, can you spell that for me? T-H-A-T. Right. Information tech. I am a guest, but I am not special. You've been on more than two episodes. You're not special anymore. You can call yourself. Oh, he's right. No, no, no. This is my third. I've only been on two so far. No, no. I'm counting both parts of the journey, right? Both parts yeah. of the journey and yeah. the cameo from um, what halfway through season Rubbing seven. Gun, you from or, from uh, and they get a voice message that counts. A Morrison no. by any other name that doesn't count. Anyway, wait, haiku time. What are you talking about the cameo? Okay, shut up. Uh, that was, that was uh, that's what I meant. But yeah, okay, Austin, go for it. <clears throat> All right, it's a rack. <laughs> I'm Michael Lefaver and I'm Ryan Matlock. I'm oh, Austin hold on, Peachy. Hold on. hold on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I said that wrong, didn't I? You, yeah. You, Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm realizing I'm missing my mouse. I hate everything right now. My sincere apologies. Did it, it run away? ran away. Uh, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. No. No, Dr. Pepper. I, I don't like Coke. I said first. Uh, Mountain Dew. Well, what? nobody knows uh, because of the I delay. Don't have Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Pepsi's better than Coke. I'll take it. Oh, there it Honestly, is. fair. Hello. No. What you Water's say? better than it. both. What did what you just is? say? Austin? What's better than both? What's better than... Water. I said Pepsi... <laughs> Better for you, yes. Pepsi tastes better than Coke, though. No, it doesn't. It's <laughs> yes, so much it more does. free. I had Diet Coke for like a week at a family reunion, and then somebody Diet brought a bottle of Coke, and it tasted. And oh, also terrible for Diet you. Pepsi. I'm sorry, Pepsi not Diet second. Coke. I misspoke. Sorry. Diet anything is literally that worse rhymes. for you because That's it's really artificial good rhyme sweeteners there. that your body cannot break down. Yes. Also, Jack is back. Hi, Jack. I what did I miss? Hi, Jack. I was saying. I was Other saying. I think stealing people's podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I get to do that now. I was saying, welcome to the dark side of Return to Gilead, Austin. <laughs> Good to have Wait, you. This is the dark side. Apparently. Sheesh. Hey, so question, Austin. So when Grace shows up, there's no reference to Finn being there. There's not really a reference to her being blind. There is that actually the subtext. What do you mean? So like she shows up, and we don't hear Finn. We just hear that she's there, and he barks. there's a fire going on right then. Oh, he, he barks. I miss. He barks and Maya says hi. Maya, what? Who is Finn? Maya says hi. Maya blind? Yeah, that clip you just listen to over and over. You hear Maya say hi. I'm talking about. I'm talking about earlier when she shows up outside when the fire is going on at like 2:23 a.m. Yeah. 
Is you he hear, there? You hear, yeah, you hear Finn bark, and then you hear Grace. Oh, okay. I, I guess I'm I'm just missing everything. All right, it's what fine. What is this about Grace being blind? Oh, yeah, you don't know how Grace went blind. Huh? I'll tell you when you're older. So, oh, besides uh, that. I just uh, thought about that. That uh, is, yeah. So, she actually yeah, does kind of relate to them a little bit. We shouldn't spoil him, but uh, I'll sir, just say, sir, again. This is season 11? Set 8. Uh, wait, then. So, then what special does special dash 11 mean? Special episode number 11. Oh. That's not confusing at all. And it's also hard too. It's this is kind of like it's pretty much the worst thing that's happened to this family that we've grown to love and care about. Yeah, that's why I love it. As terrible as this, yeah. And I want to go into this a little bit because I guess when I first listened to this on the radio, I thought like a good portion of their house burned down. It wasn't until sometime later that you know it was just their living room. And I know on the Funcast years ago. Some people ask, like, you know, is the special episodes canon? Like, are they outside of the canon of the regular episodes? And this episode almost is like that, except it's referenced in a future special episode. No, No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Where is is it referenced? When is it referenced? Table talk. I hate everything. No. That makes this (laughs) 20 times harder. No. Austin. But continue. but But also, like, we don't hear anything after this in like the regular season episodes and i think up into that that episode or that special episode all these episodes could take place almost at every any point like they very standalone very very much on its own except for the next easter special and that one you definitely have to listen to to get uh what happens next after that uh, they, they could almost be in their own the alternate universe oh. where like if you walk just over the ridge and through a weird portal you end up in another weird place portal. read my mind i was about to say so what i'm hearing is the special episode it's called red rock colorado line colorado see that's all cap that that can't be the case i refuse <laughs> to believe that these episodes are in an alternate timeline except for this one and now apparently table talk no michael the, uh, michael what? what can't pick and choose yes i can pick and no, choose no you can't uh, no that's not how Here, this works that's how this works this episode let let's say hypothetically hypothetically table talk okay, doesn't so let's, okay so let's say hypothetically let me talk please no, no. So Craig, it, in the can universe, you step where in here, please. Who? <laughs> Craig. Oh, Craig. Craig. He's just recording this. He's not. He doesn't have any involvement. Oh. Let's say, it, and there's a universe where this episode isn't referenced in Table Talk because that complicates things. So this episode does not exist. Yeah, but it does. But here's why. It also ties into the first Christmas with Tom being no, no, a Christian. No, here, here's why. Here's why this episode doesn't exist. So this takes place in Christmas of year four. If we're saying that Gilead started in year one, then year two happened after that, year three, year four. Um, okay. And year three being season five and Becca and everything like that. No. No, it would, be, se- it would be year four because, Be- because Brooke is starting high school in year one. And no. now she's 18 and going off to college, which makes make this she's year not four. Going, she's not going off to college, She's though. 18. She's already no. done the college visits. No. She has a year of high... There's a whole plot point in the, the last season about her skipping her last year of high school to go but to... But that doesn't make any sense. Missions. Because Doesn't that mean that she's halfway through her, her first... Halfway through her last year of high school at this point? Yeah. Because year one would be freshman year. Year two yeah. would be sophomore. Year three, yeah. junior. Year four, senior. 
Yeah, which so makes this is this year, year this four. Would be, this would be year four. Yeah, because which is she's already year. gone to look at colleges, which you do in your senior year. Never mind. I, I miss I misunderstood what you were saying. Never mind. And you think and you thought Gilead time was easier to figure out than Odyssey time. It is easy. It I'm is. just tired. Give me a break. It's super just... easy to figure out if you've never listened to it. Odyssey time doesn't exist. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so so doesn't exist. So with so with this with with this episode, the the last Christmas episode was Oh Little Town of Coleraine. And that was written by Laurie Twitchell. It released before season seven. But in that episode, Timmy is concerned. Timmy is kind of upset because he he knows this is the last Christmas that Brooke is going to spend with them before she goes off to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so the problem is again, Timmy fell asleep on the sofa and woke up Christmas morning on the sofa in that episode. The sofa uh, is burned to the ground in this episode. <laughs> Well, again, I think the special episode for that episode, because it was kind of like a a precursor to season seven, uh, the full season that we get after that. I am not sure if that episode is meant to be. I I think it was again, like it was a palate. It was a palate cleanser. It didn't necessarily fit with stuff before and after. It just kind of is there to kind of erase the previous episode's memory away. I I don't think the the. The, the journey. The lost episodes. Uh, yeah. So I don't think that that means it doesn't exist. That, that episode doesn't exist. I think that just means it takes place out of chronic chronological order. Would you argue that yeah. uh, what would you argue that like um, the best Christmas on record doesn't exist because that one also takes place out of chronological order. I thought you discussed that when we reviewed it and it actually did make a little more sense than for that. It one. does make sense. In fact, every special episode makes perfect sense except this episode plus a little town of Coleraine. And the fact that this is referenced in Table Talk makes gives me more evidence to believe that this is the episode that does exist and a little town of Coleraine is the one that doesn't because you cannot have a universe where both of those episodes do exist. I will continue to defend the single timeline theory. You guys can talk about alternate timelines all you want. But, but what I'm hearing is a little I town won't. of Coleraine is the alternate universe in which John and Mary remember to unplug the tree and Timmy falls asleep <laughs> on the sofa instead of them falling asleep on the sofa. Yes. Cool. So alternate timeline confirmed. Alternate wait, timeline does confirmed. Does that mean that in this episode. timeline they had to wake Timmy off of the sofa while the living room? No, no, was no, no. Down? Because John and Mary had fallen asleep on the sofa, which is why they forgot to turn off the light. But Timmy, Timmy wasn't when... there. No, it's it's Tim now, Michael. Good oh, one, right. Jack. Good one. <laughs> when your roommate who doesn't listen to audio drama knows the continuity better than you do. <laughs> no, it's just because I listened to exactly one episode today, and I have a fairly good recall for things that happened in the past twenty-four hours, unless Fair. they're important, in which ma- f- f- in which case I will not remember. Anyway, I will <laughs> always say that the Gilead special episodes don't have to exist in an alternate timeline uh, because we can say that this episode exists. I think this has to take place after what's it god had a plan just because of the timeline uh, which is a couple episodes later because of the way the the timeline happens with the mr key uh, events of those episodes and we can talk about that once we get to the end of the season look back and say okay where does this episode take place if it is chronological but if table talk didn't exist i would say this episode didn't exist because a little town of coloring was first and i'm giving that precedence yeah. because the mr key episode do you, do you remember the thing Jack and Austin, I'm sorry, Ryan and Austin this is going to drive me crazy. Ryan yeah. and Austin about the the thing in 
boring about Mr. Key saying he met Mrs. Key after the war. And then right, yeah. in, in Heart and Soldier, yeah. uh, it's it's changed to where he, he met her before the war. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that was just the Alzheimer's coming in early. Uh, that's an actual yeah. retcon by Steve Odell again, which is why I don't <laughs> trust his retcons. <laughs> yeah, so with that, that's an example of a previous episode that was a mistake. And the future episode, Heart and Soldier, because it was still story ran by Beth Culp, and Mr. Key's episode is going on right now, that is what's confirmed. That is the canon. However, in this one, I think because there's more evidence to go with the fact that Timmy wasn't on the sofa, because we've got this episode and Table Talk, and the evidence that Timmy was on the sofa is only the one episode, Oh Little Town of Coleraine, I think we can now say that Oh Little Town of Coleraine is the one that should not be included in a main timeline if there is a main timeline. Can you concede that, Austin? If there is if there is one cohesive timeline, I, that this so would be I, the episode. Yeah, I, I, I have would a agree. I would agree. I think I think it's a good way to look at it. Okay, so your argument is that um only one of these can exist because there's only so many Christmases. Is that accurate? It's because, no, both because of them they both take place being the last Christmas before Brooke leaves. Yes. Because both of these have to take place in year four. The Christmas of year Do four. Do they? Because I thought Timmy was concerned that Brooke was going to leave for college, right? Yes. Yes. But she's not going to go to college. Yes, she is. Not until Isn't season she? nine. I thought that she was going to go to Peru after she finished high school. Hold up. Ryan. Hold up. Ryan. Summer. Season seven. The summer of season seven. The summer of year four. She decides that she's not skipping high school. Wait. Huh? Hang on. No, no summer no, no, no. of year four, where she would be done with high school. No, summer of year four, she is summer going into her senior year. Senior... What? Summer no. of year four, she's going into her senior year. She starts. Okay, so start... fall of year one is the start of freshman year. Yes. Oh, okay. I was thinking we were counting forward starting year one at the nope. start. Okay. And, and let me, before I get cut off, let me bring up the. I know I've been cutting people off left and right, so my apologies. Sure. In, um, in, it, in A Time to Go and A Time to Stay, the Return to Peru Trilogy Part 3, right? she says she may have a job on her summer's home from college. So what Got I'm it. hearing is that... Okay. Um, so what I'm what I'm hearing is that a little town of Coleraine could be Christmas of year three, because no. at that point they still think she's skipping the last year of high school to go to college, and no. this would be the Christmas of year four. The opportunity of her to skip the last year of high school to go to Peru is brought up at the beginning of summer of year four. Okay. It's not even brought up until year three. Year three, Brooke thinks she's on, she thinks she's on the, the same trajectory as before. Okay. So, no. okay. A question, so... further question, further question. <laughs> does the journey take place? What year does the journey take place in? Summer year four. Okay. That's dumb. <laughs> I have a feeling this discussion is going to be a bonus episode. Right after the journey, it no. could be Timmy just being concerned. Is like, oh, she's going to look at college. That means she's leaving soon. I, I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah. So theoretically, theoretically, so Brooke is eighteen right now, right? Yes. Yes. That's said in episode. And okay. in the first episode of, I think the first episode of Gilead or something like that. It no. No, yeah, in the Return to Peru trilogy, she is 18 over the summer. Is it possible? Do we know when Brooke's birthday is? Her birthday is before August. Great. So she is 18 
In the Return to Peru trilogy. <laughs> Which would mean Return to Peru is summer of year five? No. Return because to Peru otherwise is... otherwise she would be 19 Wait, it could in be. Christmas of year four. No, no, she's 17 at the beginning of year four, and she turns 18 well before August. I'm sorry, it would, I guess it would be well before July, June or July, because she's 18 in the middle of the summer of year four. Which is the Return to Peru arc. Which is Return to Peru. Okay, I was about and, to say. And, and here's you just said clarity August, for Jack. and I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I, I misspoke. <laughs> is she 18 in the one where Timmy is concerned about her going to college? The one where Timmy's concerned about her going to college... Is it that he's gonna that she's gonna go to college that next summer? Or that he next says, fall? Yeah. He says this'll be the last Christmas before Brooke goes actually, you want me to just pull up that clip? No. If you could, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> because I Fortunately I'm I have it right here. Now. Dang it. Alright. This is gonna be so a bonus episode of us conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes. I figured this would probably be a bonus episode. The wall. No, this is the yeah. extended episode. The 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 the, the <laughs> we don't have enough for a normal the... episode. Yeah. Wait, or I could just make it a bonus episode. I feel like that would be more appropriate. But let's let me That's go find this. And Ryan said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the clip is John says maybe the talk about this being Brooks' last Christmas at home bothered you a little bit. Whack. A- any comments? That's dumb. And yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's, it was two different writers. Yeah, again, doesn't work. Doesn't work mm. right with the timeline. You're right, yeah. Michael. Was Michael right? Yay! Yes, he was right. <laughs> you say it. Say it, Austin. I already oh, said it. Town of Coleraine was Christmas no, no, year four. No, no. Uh, the yes. no chemistry whatsoever. Okay, hey, Eugene, you were right. I admit it. it. What if? <laughs> what if? Oh no. What if? Oh no. Come with me and ponder the question. What if Brooke? Maybe was smart enough. She might finish high school early. But I but thought that's that not was what happened. But then she I thought didn't. that was the possibility that came up in summer of year four. It's never mentioned. Stop writing the episode for them. Let's go to the reps. <laughs> ah, but you see this unreleased episode that only he has access to. Unreleased episode. Oh, I guess that's fair. That's the unreleased scripts. For Austin Sand, I feel like Austin is just... Wanting to drink some Mountain Dew right now to drown himself in this chaos that is. It's 10.45. Nobody's drinking soda right now. I'm going to go drink some Mountain Dew after this. Let's go to the wraps. Wraps have to be two minutes. If you guys go over two minutes, I will cut you off and we will have to stop. But Two minutes apiece? No, two minutes in total. (laughs) Total. Don't be greedy, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm the guest here. (laughs) You invited this ruin upon yourself. <laughs> you have done that yourself. Well, I'm a guest you too, but I know better than it'd be greedy. <laughs> oh, Why did you say Austin? We're smarter than this. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I was going to get Allie in here too. It wouldn't, that, oh, that would have been fun. We'll, we'll do it eventually. We'll have we it have to. Someday I'm going to kick Ryan and myself off of this podcast. It's just going to be you and Allie. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. It would either it would either skyrocket or the podcast would tank and nobody would watch it ever again. And I don't know which one it would be. Yeah, watch. I never watch the podcast. It's a waste of my time. I just I just listen to it. <laughs> you cheeky little. You listen here. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> I'm done. I. All right, mm. I got Ryan too. Got more than one laugh. <laughs> I I feel great going out on that. <laughs> Ah!
I think one critique I would levy at this episode, I don't feel a sense of dread when I'm listening to, uh, except for the one point when Monica pulled out the box and it was like, I have dirt on all of the Morrisons. Oh. At that point, I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. That that seems really kind of terrible. And Sus. like, wow, Monica's really terrible. Yeah. And that was one. That's what I think when you're writing a political drama and you have a character that you want that, that the audience is going to want to win and a character that the audience wants to lose. That's what you need to capture is that feeling of dread that like, oh, this person is playing 4D chess and they're one step ahead. That's not good. Oh, oh, but don't you see it was retconned in a future episode. She actually was playing 4D chess. Doesn't that make you feel better? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> do you are you do you mean with like the stuff in the next season? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> she kind of is playing 4D chess, but she's not doing it well. Yeah. Like everything. Well, I mean, she doesn't do it apart. well then. It's also not really seen here. I'm just bringing that up as more of a joke, but For sure. For yeah. sure. But like it's sort of undermined by everything that ends up happening. Like the ads are laughable. They're like John Morrison, Zealot. Terrible person. Judge. He's not How the about one for judgmental. You. <laughs> and, right, and it, it's it's like, like you guys, it is you typical guys were the of the agency directors. for the most rich people in the nation, and you, what? Right, and it is typical of the Richters to like do their best to smear someone and end up with laughable results. But it, I, that's one problem I think Gilead has had all along oh. is that in report. The Richters have like their their chokehold around Coleraine, and they're like the super influential family. Apparently, but in practice, practically, they don't do a good job. We've never heard the <sighs> Richters say anything about anyone, and it'd be like, oh man, that's right, that's actually really convincing. Yeah, even from Beth Culp, it was mostly, hey, they're brainwashing our kids. Our daughter doesn't even want to spend time with us, and back then it was more except that this is who they are because of their strong characters individually. We don't have to see the logistics of how everything happens. And then when we did get a little peek at it, like in A Case Against Grace and Sneeze the Day and episodes like that, it was more these relationships are already established and the Richters are throwing their weight around based on what they already have. And after that, I'm trying to think if there were other... Well, there was also Tom and Deal With It and Hothead Cold Heart when he was using his influence there. But right. but Whenever, that's, that's what surprises me in these episodes, that they just are so incompetent. Right. Like, they if they have this influence where they can call the sports team or the whatever and say, sports. hey, you can do a favor for me, right? Yeah. Then they should be able to use that influence to just do a ton of favors for a ton of people around town and get a ton of votes. Well, and she but almost does that in the next episode of the series. This is true. Yes. But here they are, like, sitting around trying to think of smear campaigns against someone that everyone likes, and it's just not smart. And it's clear that they're not doing well. They're, they're like, 32%, and Monica's complaining <laughs> That's next in the next episode, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, spoilers, by the way, but, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> spoilers for the episode you're going to hear right after this one. Well, no, because we have the Mr. Or, T series. We're in uh, three episodes. Yeah, three episodes <laughs> later. You, uh, you guys will get to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not cutting that. Let's stay good. Ah, man. Dang it. <laughs> but just 
it's one place where it's like there's so much room to do a really good job with writing this where I feel this sense of dread for my main characters that I love because the characters that I love to hate are doing a really good job at fighting, but they're just not. And it doesn't feel threatening. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a few episodes before I hear stuff that's threatening the characters that I like, but it's going to hit really close to home then. And like here, it's just, it feels weak. Well, was there anything we did like about this episode? Besides Michael. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I will say this for the episode. I think one reason that it f- that it feels like this is because there's a lot of information that needs to be established because we've been so focused over on the Mr. Key arc. Yeah. That kind the of like, campaign, oh, oh yeah, there's a mayoral race, what? <laughs> right. It was like, oh yes, I'm John Morrison and I will run for mayor. Okay, well we're going to go focus on Mr. Key for a few episodes. And now this episode comes up and it's like meant to remind us, oh, hey, by the way, there's a mayoral race going on and there's a ton of tension. Make sure you keep that in your mind. Okay, back to Mr. Key for two more episodes. I'm just imagining Lori and the team are over doing whatever and Lori's just finished writing Trouble in the Jungle and she's working on May or May Not. And John Fornoff's got his four-parter, and they release it. And they're like, okay, so we're going to drop a Christmas episode in the middle here, so that's what's going to break up these episodes. Okay. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, we're we're not ready for the rest of this. We have another week, and at the end of 2007, we need to – or 2006, we need to (laughs) release another episode. Oh, Lori, do it. So like, oh, okay. Um, And she writes like a 22-minute episode, and then three minutes of that is just Michael ad-libbing. Done, 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 Which is where that scene comes from. (laughs) That's, you know, if that's the case, like, I can't blame Laurie a ton for this episode case. being what it is. That is probably not like, the case. Absolutely not the case. They plan these out would not pretty be surprised, far But, like, and I, I, I like Laurie's writing. It's not, I, we'll get it's to it. not always like She writes a whole like herself this. later on, so we'll get to it. Yeah. This episode just kind of feels a bit filler. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'll leave it. Like, it, it's something that... As I was listening through these episodes back to back, I don't think I noticed like, oh, there's no theme here. What what's going on? <laughs> because it's it's one of those episodes where it's just like we we threw in a bunch of information that's useful for future episodes and we threw in a moral too as best as we could. Well, it's also weird because it's the only season to be interrupted by a special episode. And this is the first one back from that special. I don't even know where in the timeline this takes place. It seems like this takes place shortly after Days Gone By, but Days Gone By takes place when the pond is not frozen. And then what's it? The the next episodes in the Mr. Key series also take place when the pond is not frozen. So I don't know when Christmas Heirlooms takes place on the timeline. It's already messed up. So, and we either talked about that in a bonus episode or it's going to be in another bonus episode, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. But but yes, it, it's weird to have the Mr. Key series interrupted by this episode, although I guess it makes sense if this is the over overhanging arc plot. But also, like we were saying with John Fornoff and the, the differences, I think we were saying this with him, with the, the differences in small, the Mor- whole Morrison family's here and... They're all going through stuff, and meanwhile, one of them has a lesson to learn. Meanwhile, John Fornoff is writing Unfinished Business and the Mr. Key series in which just a couple little characters get great moments to shine. 
I feel like I like those a lot more, but that's also not what Gilead is quote unquote supposed to be. So Lori is bending it back towards that by making this episode in which we get a bunch of characters and a little development. And I don't know how to feel about that. It It is what it is. I'll put it like that. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. A lot of connotations attached to that phrase too. How about we end this recording? Please. Okay. Okay.